Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Not only did the 49ers open the preseason with a win last night, 28-21 over the Packers, they also got some nice play from some of the younger players, including Spencer Burford. Hopefully he's going to be able to hold down the right guard position. Uh, Samuel Womack, the third. Hopefully he can make a run at being a nickel corner on this team. Danny Gray was sensational. And, of course, Trey Lance was very good last night and connected with Danny Gray on a 76-yard touchdown that constitutes as much of a highlight as you can have in a preseason game. Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson with you till one today. All things considered, J.D., a nice way to open the preseason for the 49ers, especially given that the offensive line was as functional as it was and that uh, Trey Lance, at quarterback, was as good as he was. Uh, I'm... Very excited, Whitey. I'm 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 not guru level excited. But I'm excited for what the 49ers were able to do and what Trey Lance specifically was able to do. I think for a preseason game and and look, nobody has more of a tendency to start to nod off a little bit uh, mentally during during these games, even sometimes in the in the press box. Uh, but uh, it, <laughs> mentally it, it, nod off or or actually nod off. Uh, it fig- it's more figurative. Okay. It's, it's not. Right. It's gotcha. not Bill Russell. It's not Bill Russell, and, and rest in peace to to the great Bill Russell. It's not Bill Russell falling asleep at a Sacramento Kings practice in the '80s, and then and then telling everybody that he fell asleep because they were so boring. His team <laughs> that he was coaching was so boring. My favorite Bill Russell story. Didn't I'm Tony like, Larusa just start to nod off a couple weeks ago in the White Sox dugout during a game? I believe he did. I believe. I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe so. But yeah, that was that was among my favorite Bill Russell yeah. anecdotes that I read over the last couple of weeks. That <laughs> that he would he fell asleep at practice, woke up, chastised the team for for being so boring that he fell asleep, and then kicked everybody out of practice. All right, practice is over. Get out of here. You heard the Kenny Smith story. When when Bill Russell was coaching the Kings and he gets on the bus and he said, wait, 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 you sit with me. Well, what do you mean? I don't want to sit with you. Well, you don't want to sit by that guy. He's a loser. You don't want to sit by that guy. He's a loser. So you're going to sit with me. Yeah. So, yeah. And he proceeded to go through basically everybody on the roster. Uh, by the way, I applaud the NBA for their decision to retire the number six in his honor. Of course, those who are wearing six currently, like LeBron, they can continue to wear it just like MLB did with 42. But I think that's a really nice way to honor Bill Russell. So I applaud them for that. I think it's perfect. And and it was great that they that they were able to to do it. So quickly, I didn't realize there were so many players wearing. I didn't number either. Six yeah, at I'm this point, yeah. I mean LeBron being the, the headliner, but I I saw a list that it seemed like it was maybe ten or twelve. Yes. <laughs> so uh, those will, will slowly uh, dwindle away, as as was the case with with Jackie Robinson's forty two in baseball. What Mariano Rivera, I believe, yeah. was the last forty two uh, in in baseball. The the great closer for for the Yankees, the Hall of Famer. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting. I, I wonder if if LeBron maybe wants to be the last number hmm. six now 
moving forward. Although, but, wasn't he supposed to change his jersey back? Yeah, I, I thought. At yeah, some point? that's why I wasn't anyway. sure. I knew I knew that he had worn six at one time, but I, I've lost track. By the way, JD yeah. shared with us uh, last segment that the Warriors are going to open the regular season against the Lakers Tuesday, October the 18th. So Warrior fans can delight in the fact that LeBron will be there to watch the rings handed out. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, the, <laughs> the number six for each of his finals losses, right? Why? Yes, there you go. One, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the text line here, what did you guys think of Jordan Love? I know his coach was defending him last night despite the three interceptions, J.D. I, I don't think he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, I mean, who knows ultimately what – I mean, I think they would love for him to have a nice preseason now that they're more committed, I guess, to Aaron Rodgers. But I've been pretty unimpressed with him to this yeah. point every time he's had an opportunity to play in his NFL career that that looks and i know there was such a there was a lot of consternation about that pick and what how it led the packers down the the bumpy road that they've had these last few years with rodgers but that pick that pick just looks like a whiff mm-hmm. like it's it's one thing to draft a quarterback in the first round and 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 tick off your your future hall of famer but it's another thing for the guy to to not be any good. I mean, the Packers did that back in the day with Rodgers when they had Brett Favre, but Rodgers was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, love Big looks difference. like he stinks yeah. at this point. Either Jordan Love's going to have to start taking some of that ayahuasca or Packer fans will have to start taking it when he's playing, one way or the other. I think that's the that's the only way around this. As for the 49ers last night, yeah, Trey Lance, 4 of 5, through the touchdown pass. And here is Kyle Shanahan on what the priority for Trey is during this preseason. You get him reps out there as much as you can while not getting him hurt. So that's really my only priority is how. That's why I would love to play him the whole game if you're guaranteed not to get hurt. Because Trey, the more reps he can get, all it'll do is help, whether it's good or bad that goes out there. So try to do the same thing for Nate as long as we could. He just like stuff in real football that's not versus our own defense that we can get together tomorrow or the next day and evaluate the tape and get better from what we did. That's a tough one, especially given that we know that Trey got hurt last year and it ended up affecting most of, if not all, of his season with that finger injury against the Raiders. We didn't know it at the time, but we know it now. We saw what happened to Zach Wilson last night. By the way, the Jets say today, looks like he has a meniscus injury, so he'll be out a matter of weeks, not a matter of months. But that's a tough one, J.D., and you got a lot of fans here saying on the text line and calling in, hey, Trey needs to play more because he's so inexperienced. Why isn't he getting more reps? But Kyle Shanahan is not even going to play him in the next game, and really uh, you can understand why he doesn't want to play him in the next preseason game. Yeah, and you have the two joint practices, which obviously only the media in, in Minneapolis and, and the coaching staff and the players themselves will, will be able to to view but I think those are deemed to be like that's competition at a level that's similar to a preseason game. It's not quite the level of everybody flying around in a preseason game, but it's the next best thing. And yet you still won't have tackling to the ground and the quarterbacks will be protected. So I think the, the benefit is or the belief is that the benefit of that work for two days in Minneapolis is is much more important. And I think this is where the Niners also get caught in the way that their schedule worked out with the opener last night and then game two on thir- on a week from tonight in Minneapolis, but then the third game being just five days later mm-hmm. on Thursday the 25th in Houston. So I, the way Kyle Shanahan has explained it, Whitey, is that he wanted to get Trey some run last night, but then also with some of the other veteran players as well, he didn't want it to be playing that game in Minnesota and then play again five days later. So in essence, he's played some of the guys last night. You give them the, the practices next week as their as their workload, but then you're not putting guys in a position where they're playing the Saturday preseason game and then coming back five days later. In essence, you're, 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 it's like giving them a day off in between. You know, Think of it in terms of you, you have a three-game series and you're giving somebody a day off yeah. in the second game because you want them to be fresh, maybe a reliever for, for the third game. So he's doing that with a lot of the best players. And I think we saw a number of players last night, Whitey, that just aren't going to play at all in the preseason. 71, 19, uh, you know, 85, like 97. 
who hasn't played a, a preseason snap in, in his career to this point. So I think there are some that are just going to be completely exempt from it. I do think, and I said this going into the game yesterday, Whitey, I wanted to see more of Lance, too. I wanted to see pushing more 15 to 20 plays. It wound up being 11. But I do think there's a fine line between wanting to get the work in and wanting to build confidence and wanting to protect Trey Lance. And when Shanahan said last night, and we played the clip earlier, had to get him out, I think had to get him out was a little bit worried about the protection yeah. that that on a couple of plays just wasn't there. Yeah. Based on what Kyle had said last week, I don't think we're going to see Trey Lance in the second game. We'll see how much no. we see him in the third game. And then they have a lot. I long... think we will see him in the third game. I do, though, too. I, I do, too. Will. Yeah. I, I do, too. I, we may see more of him than we saw last night. But then they have they have a long time between the third game and the start of the regular season, right? It's a healthy, it's about two, two and weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, about 16 days, whatever that is. Anyway, uh, this was uh, Kyle last night after the win, talking about, you know, you got so many factors now, talked about game planning for the preseason. You, you try to call plays that go versus their coverages in their front, so you got to know that stuff. It's like first couple days of training camp install, and same thing with Green Bay, and same thing with most of the teams, and not much different out there today than what you guys have seen in every preseason game that we've been here. It's night and day from what a quarterback will see during the regular season, J.D. It is night and day. I remember 1998, uh, we happened to be down in San Diego uh, on a vacation, and I think it was the third preseason game, and the Chargers, who were still in San Diego at the time, they had just played the Vikings, and their quarterback led them from behind in the fourth quarter, and they were ranting and raving, this is it, this is the guy the Chargers have their quarterback of the future, they're on their way, and it was Ryan Leaf. And yeah, he had a mm. big game in game three of the preseason, but then when you know the Bolts were flying for real, he was ill-equipped to deal with them, as you well know. And that was against that Vikings team that was fifteen and one, right? So that was yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good point. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, but yeah, that '98 Vikings team does does obviously stand out a little bit. Uh, but no, I I think it's interesting that I, I I think it's interesting. I was it's funny. I was watching the Chiefs. The the Chiefs are playing the Bears. Yeah, and you know, watching watching the Chiefs playing the Bears, and I I love the fact that Kyle wants to get his guys reps. And Andy Reid, you know, Andy Reid, get Pat Mahomes is out there, and, and like immediately Mahomes is out there. And how about this? Because I thought it was so impressive. Mahomes, six of seven, sixty yards, one touchdown, a one forty-two passer rating. <laughs> he completed all six passes to six different receivers. Wow. So you talk about going out there and getting your work in and wanting to wanting to get a little bit of a, a rhythm, and obviously the Chiefs are a little bit different now with no Tyree Kill and, and, and such. But I mean, look at that. I it just to me that's like. If Andy Reid can put Pat Mahomes out there in the preseason, mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan can put Trey Lance out there in the preseason and have him play. And that was it for Mahomes, by the way. Good to go. But it was like a it was it was like a forty nine er early nineties scripted first drive where it felt like they always went down and scored a touchdown. That that's what it looked like for for Mahomes and company on that on that first series. Yeah, like this would ever happen. But if I were an NFL coach, I would do that. And then I know the other side of it is like what happened to Zach Wilson last night. Uh, and again, the word on Zach Wilson is he's not serious. Well, not too seriously injured where his season is in jeopardy. They don't think torn meniscus. He should be back in a matter of weeks. But the thing with him last night, J.D., and we talked about this earlier, where he's running the ball and he has a chance either to A, get out of bounds or B, just slide. And he tries to pick up a few extra yards and it's a non-contact injury. But it was like, what? I understand you're a competitor. You're trying to make a play, but you're an NFL quarterback. It's a preseason. It was just so dumb. You've got to slide. And he's lucky he wasn't injured a lot worse. Fair point. No, fair fair point. No no question about it. And I, I mean, that that is the... That is the rub, right? That is the the rub between getting getting players out there and trusting them and 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 needing them to be smart. You know, there was another aspect of not playing some of the regulars in Minnesota, and I think you mentioned this at, at the top of the show or close to the top of the show early on, but it it bears repeating, and it's the turf field. Uh, and the Niners have had some bad luck on the, yeah. on the turf fields. 
and going mm-hmm. up to Minneapolis yeah. on that turf. I just, I just, even though it's a, a newer stadium, I, to me, that's just one where they don't, they don't even want to mess around with with having their their big guys play on that stuff. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Let's talk to uh, Mitch in New Jersey on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Mitch, what'd you think of the Niners last night? Did we lose Mitch. Sorry, Mitch. We've lost you. Thanks for calling. I apologize. We're having some problems with our sideline communications, apparently, Mitch. So thank you for listening. Maybe we can catch up with you uh, at another time. Interestingly, um, we found out a little bit more about Jimmy G's time with the, with the 49ers, J.D. Interesting piece from Mike Silver in the Chronicle Thursday. The timing of this is interesting. Why would we never heard this before? Who exactly are we hearing this from? But as you may have heard by now, uh, the report is that Jimmy Garoppolo was largely unreachable for prolonged stretches of the offseason every year of his career in San Francisco, except for last summer. Now, you would have thought, hmm, if there was any summer where they wouldn't have been able to reach him, it would have been last year because uh, he they knew uh, and he knew that he was going to be um, traded or they were going to let him go. But yeah, every summer or prolonged stretches, the 49ers were not able to get in touch with Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's see here. One member of the staff, according to Silver, said once he left that press conference, nobody heard from him for weeks and weeks. He didn't return calls. He didn't return texts. He basically just vanished. And we were looking at each other going, what has happened? Uh, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo vanishing act. Happened, let's see, after the 49ers signed him to a five-year deal worth $137.5 million in 2018. Uh, Lynch, Shanahan, ready to get to work with Garoppolo, prepare for the next season, and whoosh, where did he go? Um, J.D., I just think it's fascinating that we're finding this out now. Yeah, and I think it was in the context of Trey Lance now being the quarterback and being in the shadow of Garoppolo's ability to win at a high level, but also in reading through it, explaining areas where Trey Lance is maybe already ahead mm-hmm. and in a unique way in which Trey Lance is already ahead of where Jimmy Garoppolo was. And that is from the moment of knowing that this is your team, you're ready to work you're ready to put in the extra time. You're ready to communicate in a way that, that maybe Garoppolo wasn't always. And and there is undertones of, hey, Garoppolo, from the moment he became a made dude that got yeah. his paper, he kind of checked out a little bit. And the moment that he was pushed again by knowing that, that he wasn't going to be the guy anymore, he came back to the table and maybe attempted to – to get himself a little bit more prepared leading into to last year. So uh, not not the best look for Jimmy Garoppolo. It does sound like, and, and Mike Silver, tremendous, so I'm not, I'm not questioning. It does sound like maybe that was a quote from yeah. a while back that was being used now, which is certainly totally fine to do. I don't, and the reason I say that is I don't feel like this was something where somebody was going out of their way to throw shade at Jimmy Garoppolo now, if that makes sense. Like, I think this was a quote maybe from a while back where it was like, well, he didn't. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a great point because anytime you read something like this, I think it behooves us as consumers uh, of sports media to try to figure out. I don't think it was a hit piece. Like, I don't think the point of this was to leak negative things about Jimmy. I I really don't. Like, I think maybe it, it... it, it came off as, hey, there was a, an unflattering aspect to, to Garoppolo's time here that maybe nobody knew about. See, I think it was. Sense. I think it probably yeah, okay. was. Yeah, and who knows? Okay. It depends, as you pointed out, it depends on the timing. When did someone tell this to Mike Silver? That Well, okay, if it's just recent, then that would suggest that maybe the 49ers are not shy about letting people know, you know, Jimmy wasn't all that everyone wants to think he was. But if it was something that he just has been sitting on and he decided now's a good time to report it, that's a different deal. Um, and that's just the way it goes. You know, you, you may have some fallout once Jimmy is gone here. And I could see how it would behoove the 49ers when you've got a young quarterback that people are not sure about. And there still are some people that think, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. 
uh, would behoove the organization to let people know. Just so you know, this is really what went on with this guy. We may never know. I do think it's very interesting, though, and I do think um, I think it's fair for an NFL organization to expect that their quarterback stay in touch uh, and not be gone for extended periods during the offseason. And I'm a Jimmy guy, but still, if this is true, I think it's that's ridiculous. I've been a Jimmy guy, too, and it's it's an awful look. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, it's it's especially when I think the perception of Jimmy was that that he was tough and a hard worker and and somebody respected by by his teammates and I, I don't even think that was a perception I, I mean I think that was reality in terms of the the, the teammates part just to, to hear them talk but it is unfortunate if there there were times where you know hey he wanted the offseason you know and there were you know that was that was the offseason where he was famously you know, Porn star Porn Jimmy. Porn star and, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know he was more than comfortable basking in the glory of of now being QB one on a on a one of the one of the you know dominant yeah. NFL franchises. Like he was he was enjoying the position that he was in while maybe not putting in the work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. On the text line, great question here. From the 925, why would they do that? Lost trade value for leaking that info. It's a good point to me, J.D. I think at this point... Um, Does it? it? Well, I, 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 I think the 49ers have a pretty good idea what they're going to get for Jimmy, and it's not going to be much. And I think they feel uh, it's really not going to... Leaking this info, if that's what happened, we don't know that, is really not going to strongly impact it one way or the other. I think teams know... I, yeah. Go no, ahead. I don't think it does. No, I, I, I just, I don't think it. To me, we're talking about a fourth, fifth round pick. Yeah. I feel like at best, right? And nobody's looking at this like, oh, well, Jimmy didn't prepare. Like to right. me, it's a the right. only team that's trading for Garoppolo Whitey is a team that's desperate, a la the way it looked for maybe an hour or two last night, like the Jets might be because they lost Zach Wilson for the year to an ACL, which now turns out to be a meniscus, and he's only going to be out for two to four to six weeks. Yeah, here's a great point from the great uh, LFP, Lori from Phoenix. I think the Jimmy thing is bogus. Five years, this never came out. Now it's an issue. Shanahan has always defended Jimmy. Wouldn't put up with that. The locker room loved him. There was a lot of chemistry. That's Lori from Phoenix. I think my, my guess, Lori, would be if that wasn't true, I think we would have had someone leaping to Jimmy's defense. Instead, we have George Kittle in this story. Uh, and George Kittle, um, let's see. George Kittle warned us of the quarterback's poor texting skills during Super Bowl week two years ago. Well, okay, that's really neither here nor there. But I think if you're right, Lori, I think somebody at some point would come out and say, you know, that stuff about Jimmy, that's not true. Now, maybe we'll hear something. Maybe we won't. But if there were no truth to it, J.D., my guess would be someone would push back on it. Yeah, I just don't think it was all that inflammatory either. I mean, maybe I'm getting a bad read on it. I just think it was, I mean, it didn't look great, but it's also not necessarily something like who would really have, who would really be in the know as to whether or not he was texting or working with the coaches other than the coaches and him. Like, Mm -hmm. like, it's not like he wasn't, it's not like he was missing practices, if that if that makes right, you know what I mean, or, or right. showing up to things that he that he was supposed to be showing up to, to where others on the team would would say, "Oh, Jimmy's not here." Like to to, to me, it would be more of, and I think that's what what Silver was trying to paint was. I, I think the gist of it was, "Hey, this is an area where Trey Lance is ahead of Jimmy already, and also this is an area where Jimmy, for as as much as." as he was liked for for reasons that we all know this was something specifically that drove Kyle Shanahan freaking nuts yeah like the fact that he just wouldn't communicate with me regularly yeah 888-957-9570 I agree with you as far as whether this would impact a trade I don't think so I think at this point they're not going to get a lot for Jimmy either way and I think a team yeah, a team like maybe Cleveland that might really be desperate for Jimmy. They're not going to go, well, wait a minute, he did what? Oh, no, the deal's off. I just don't think it's going to impact it. I guess who would defend him? Is the, like who would be in line to even need to defend him would be would be my question. Would it be would it be Kyle? Would it be like if somebody was going to come out and say, Hey, this is, you know, this is bogus or this isn't true, like I I think I think one, it was true, but two, I don't think it was so inflammatory at this stage that it would even need to necessarily be addressed with Garoppolo's time on the roster being being I think now 
it could be days as opposed to even weeks. Yeah, I think. Um, but I do, th- as you said, it's a bad look. So yeah, I agree with your your, your view on that. I think that make that paints Jimmy in, in a poor light. But if if you're the forty nine, if you're the member of the coaching staff, you're just like, no, I don't forget it. We're not going there. Uh, I don't think we'll hear much more on that. I I believe it. I mean, I don't know. I know Mike Silver. I know you you know him or talk to him. Um, but I believe this is true for better or worse. Yeah. I'm buying this story. Yeah, I don't, and I know we're up against it. I I don't look at this as, and and you've seen this from some 49er fans in discussing the story, like, oh, it's Mike Silver, it's bogus. I I like that's like, or Mike Silver, you know, he had this report and what? Like, I don't, I don't like Silver's Silver's good. Like yeah. Silver's not making stuff up. Like right. I'm not like this guy's been one of the best reporters, writers, columnists, covers of the NFL for damn near 30 years now so i, I mean i he's like it, this is not oh silver made something up like like this i i 100 <laughs> believe the reporting in that is is true yeah why was jimmy ghosting the 49ers and also coming up how excited are you allowed to get over a preseason win that's next 888-957-9570 we'd love to hear from you today john dickinson and me whitey gleason on 95.7 the game call from mom Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. How good are you allowed to feel as a fan about a preseason win? It's Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson, 95-7 the game. Hey, 49ers over the Packers last night, 28-21. Yeah, first game of the preseason. To me, J.D., the thing is, if you're a 49er fan coming into this season, you have reason to believe this team could be really good. This could be the best team Kyle Shanahan has had. And I know there are some issues. We've talked about them, but this could be a really good team. So the good thing about the first game is that Trey Lance played well and you saw nothing to make you think any less of this team's chances. The offensive line appears to be coming together. So it's not a matter of, yeah, I beat the Packers. It's just, okay, I thought this team could be really good. And after seeing them in one preseason game, I saw nothing to make me change that opinion of this upcoming season. Yeah, especially with how well they played with so many players being rested and held out because you don't want to to have some kind of preseason injury that can alter your regular season like that that was a big part of it for me it was it was hey Trey Lance at practice a lot of the time is is running with Debo and and Ayuk and Kittle and he's out there yesterday with Danny Gray and Ray Ray McLeod and he's still able to to make things happen with with Danny Gray acting as the one mm-hmm. he's able to hit a big ball to the one and and I don't care that it was against the Packers twos who typically don't play anybody of of consequence it's, to me, that's that's on point with exactly where you want Trey Lance to be. Like you want Trey Lance as your QB one, even with his secondary wide receivers to be good enough to beat other teams' backups. 
and and he was for the time that he was in there, able to beat them on a deep ball over the top. So so I, I just look at it as a tremendous positive, all told. Yeah, and I think 49er fans should feel great about the fact that so many uh, young players, and in fact, rookies played well last night. Burford at guard and McCrary ball. And, How about Womack? Yeah, yeah. Two interceptions, unheard of, plus uh, the aforementioned Danny Gray. We know the 49ers have uh, at times have struggled under Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to draft very well, to have consistently good drafts throughout the draft. Looks like maybe they had a really productive one this offseason. Yeah, no, it, it really does, and maybe more and more productive by the by the week as you as you look uh, around the the roster and you know Ty Davis Price got yeah. a, a lot of run in in the game last night where, where are they going to fit all these running backs in <laughs> on the roster because you had Elijah Mitchell uh who's dealing with a little bit of an injury now you've got Jeff Wilson who had a personal issue you had you had Hasty and Sermon and Ty Davis Price I mean they have five legitimate Running backs, not counting Usechek as the fullback, they have five legitimate running backs that that I think you're going to want to see on the 53 man roster come September 11. Right now, based on what we've seen and what we know, where is Trey Sermon on John Dickinson's depth chart? I have him third right now. I have him behind Mitchell and Wilson. And see, I like Hasty. I, I like Jamichael Hasty. Yeah, I think there's a, a debate to be had. I mean, Hasty's got the thing I like about Hasty is he's got some wiggle to him yes. that the other yes. the other players really don't. Totally. And so agree. I, I think that I think that makes it a tough call if you're looking at who's got to go among among and look, Ty Davis Price I don't think is going anywhere. I mean, they just drafted him. So I think he you know, Trey Sermon was a third round pick mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So it's it it in in some ways Hasty almost feels like, well, he'd have to be the guy to go, but at the same time, he's the guy that provides a different element than really the other four combined. So wouldn't you want to keep him around? So I think that that's tricky. And do you do you keep all of them? I'm I'm currently looking, Whitey, at at my depth chart that I keep and I, I keep a, a depth chart with the 53 and the extra guys and I'm constantly updating it based on on new information I'm right now looking at a 53 that has all five of them on it was there anybody okay was there anybody who last night improved significantly their position on your on your depth chart um, and maybe not maybe there wasn't Maybe, maybe, maybe Womack. Yeah, but I know they're they're pretty they're pretty confident. I mean, Womack was going to make the team, I thought, but I think Womack and I know Dante Johnson had a, a rib injury. They like Dante Johnson, but if there was a Dante Johnson Samuel Womack battle, I feel like Dante Johnson would be somebody you could cut and yeah. then keep his phone number. Uh, you know, if, he's like a placeholder, right? Nothing against him. It's like, we know we can get serviceable yeah. production out of him. We'd like more, but we know that we can rely on him if if we're in a in a pinch. We'll, we'll cut him, yeah. and we know if we need him, we can call him, and he'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, we'll, pay him, we'll pay him as much as we need him. Yeah. On the text line, Hasty is small and injury prone. Uh, from the 510, I would trade Sermon for a fifth. Hasty runs harder and more decisive. But on the Comcast Business text line, 888-957-9570, texters and callers reacting to, guess what, J.D.? Guess what people are really reacting strongly to? Uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo yes. stuff? Yes, the report from Michael <laughs> Silver that Jimmy would tend to disappear for long stretches during the uh, off season, 888-957-9570. Talk to Gene in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. Gene, you're on with J.D. and Whitey. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, two points. One about uh, the Jimmy G quote story, unquote, and and about uh, Trey in the game last night. Yes, sir. First of all, I mean, I've been a big G, Jimmy G supporter uh, all along, but I don't want to come off as a, as a Jimmy G apologist. Yeah, I would have appreciated if he had uh, made himself more available. You know, I would have appreciated if Marshall and Lynch made himself more available or a number of other star quality players uh, had done so. But he's a private guy. That's just how he conducts his life, really, more than anything. But I'm also a pragmatist. I mean, listen, bottom line, he he had the highest winning percentage with the exception of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for the for the Niners uh, in the history of the 49ers, you know, and that would be Joe Montana, the greatest of all times. My apologies to Tom Brady, and 
and um, uh, Steve Young, all right? He had a better winning percentage than Tittle and Brody and uh, Garcia and, uh, you know, all these guys that were great quarterbacks. So, to me, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. He won. He won games. He, he obviously had to come prepared to do that, all right? But, you know, to me, this is a filler story. Uh, it makes me even more anxious for the, the real games to begin so we don't have any more of this, this kind of, frankly, garbage uh, stuff out there. I know people have to make a living like Mr. Silver, but let's move on. He's almost gone. Let's focus on Trey. And, you know, that game last night was very, very encouraging. You know, I've been one of those that's kind of laid back. I want to see really what this kid can do because he's, you know, he's, he's raw. But, you know, that, that pass he made especially was, was beautiful. It was on, on target. That's something you probably never would have seen Garoppolo make. For that matter, I'm not sure uh, Tom Brady can make that, that, that pass. So, uh, yeah, but uh, one last thing. I mean, uh, and, you know, I'm speaking as a, not an OG, but an, a re, an ROG. I'm 76 years old. Uh, I want to put out some unsolicited ROG advice to the fan base. Trey comes out in the beginning of the season and he wins his first two or three games. Let's not talk Super Bowl, all right? If he loses his first two or three games, not let's let's not say, all right, they made a big mistake, let's bring Jimmy in. All right? If I at age seventy six can be patient and wait this kid out, let him make his mistakes, let him develop as we hope and I, I believe think he will, uh, maybe a year or two years from now we we can talk Super Bowl. But once again, if I at age 76 can be patient, all you guys under 60 or 50 uh, can be too. Thank you, Gene. Appreciate that. Always great to hear from you. Um, <laughs> and, J.D., we know how it is. Gene says, look, uh, if they win the first three games, don't start talking Super Bowl. Well, if the 49ers score a touchdown on their first possession in the first game, right? I mean, if Trey Lance leads them to a touchdown, people are going to be talking Super Bowl because that's just kind of where we are with this team. Not saying Gene isn't right, but we know how high expectations are right now. Well, they're set up to win their first couple of games. I mean, the Bears might be one of the worst teams in the NFC, and Seattle, I think, going into the season is easily the worst team in the NFC West. So those are the 49ers' first two opponents in week one and week two. So I, I think there's a I think there's a pretty good chance that the 49ers are going to be 2-0 and going into their week three Sunday night matchup at Denver against old buddy Russell Wilson. Uh, on on September the twenty fifth, but so to to that point, I, I think there will be the wow, everything looks great. But who have they? But then the detractors yeah. are going to say, but who have they played? They played and, yeah. and, but but to me, you're much more apt to get excitement over because a lot of it's going to be determined by how does Trey Lance look. Like they could be two and zero, and the offense could be a little clunky, and they're two and zero because of the defense and Trey didn't do anything to screw it up and made a play here or there. They could also be two and zero, and he's looked awesome. And if they're two and zero and he's looked awesome, that's when it's full blown. Get the bus ready yep. for for Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> here we go. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. How about Carlito and Alameda ninety five seven? The game. How are you, Carlito? How excited were you by the forty nine er performance last night? Hello, gentlemen. Um, not that excited. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm you know just to counter on uh, the gentleman uh, Gene's uh, earlier point. You know, he he was saying calm down, calm down, while also comparing Trey Lance to Tom Brady, which is obviously premature. Uh, I'm going to get into this uh, Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I think it's shocking. Uh, everything we've heard about his character has been nothing but greatness, and uh, it, it's very shocking. And I think the organization is, frankly, looking for closure, which you can't really blame them. Uh, thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, uh, Carlito. Shocking, J.D.? I think it comes up short of shocking. A little surprising, but I have to think if it was a bigger deal for the 49ers that we would have heard something about it at some point or we would have had more of an indication that it was a problem. Well, and I also think, I mean, don't you think part of it, too, was, I mean, once when he's your guy, you don't want something like that. Like, to me, it's almost as if there was something that maybe was, was told to Silver. It's like, you know what? I don't really want this out, and it's like you know what? Now it can come. And that, you know, if you want to put it out there now, fine, put it yeah. out there now because he's yeah. not our guy anymore. Because yeah. you know how that is. Like, yeah. even if you do feel a certain way, you don't want it getting out about a guy that's your guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true as well. 
Uh, I don't know that it's shocking, though. I, I do think, as you said, makes Jimmy look bad. I don't know why someone would feel the need to make him look bad in this situation. Because I don't think the 49ers, there's no reason for them to explain right now the fact that they're moving on from Jimmy. There are always going to be people that don't agree with it. But as far as your fan base, you know, there are some times when a team makes a trade of a player, a popular player, and they have to explain why. And I don't see that. I don't think the 49ers need to explain to any. I don't think there's a, a lot of people in the fan base saying, what's going on here? Why are they doing this? I think for the most part, most fans are about as ready to move on from Jimmy as the 49ers are, for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of clamoring for Jimmy G if if Trey Lance struggles. Like I, I, I think that that ship has sailed almost completely. Me too. Like I, I think, I, I just, I think that's where Trey Lance is in a good position to succeed, Whitey, because he, I, I don't think that noise is going to to be there. Like, like, and maybe I'm underestimating the portion of the fan base because I do think they are the quieter portion of the fan base. Like the, 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 Hey, you know, Jimmy was better than he got credit for. And there's a certain level Trey needs to meet that to get to Jimmy's level. Like there's just, there is that those people exist. I'm not quite sure. And maybe I don't have the best feel for how, how many of those people there are. They, they're, they are though, Whitey, not the loudest people in the room as are typically, the the people that have been you know, the people that were screaming from the top of their lungs that Trey Lance had won the job on July thirty first last year are typically the people that are more in line with that line you know that line of thinking and are very loud about it. It's the same people that that get on top of the the table and scream about needing to get Juan Soto and Aaron Judge <laughs> and Carlos Correa and on Joe the Giants. Otani. You got to get Otani and, and Otani like like. Two years ago, all of them. Yeah. By the way, how about we Same haven't people. talked? Yeah, we haven't talked about Fernando Tatis Jr. at all. Wow. Yikes. 888-957-9570. Moose in San Jose has a different view of the 49er quarterback situation. How are you, Moose? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Happy Saturday. Beautiful day in San Jose. Um, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this. Look, Trey looked fine. I thought Sudfeld looked fine. Uh, now, granted, they're going up against kind of second guys. But Brock Purdy, man, he, I thought he was real accurate. I thought he looked real comfortable for being their third guy. And I think if that if he could continue to stay healthy and, and, and uh, get reps, he'll jump into the second the second role. I don't care what they're paying Sudfeld. And I think he's the future of this team. I'm not gonna. I'm going out on a limb here by saying that third string guy is the future. He looked damn good for a third guy. And I think ah, he he just fit that. He just had that that body and those eyes on the field. The ball was accurate. Lamp looked, you know, he. He's got the strength, he's got the arm, and he definitely has the brain for it right now. But uh, Purdy's, Purdy's arm looked real good. I, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Thanks, Moose. I think Brock Purdy's brightest future is maybe he'll be a backup in the NFL someday. Uh, and I think yep. they love they love Nate Sudfeld. And he played well last night, too. I mean, yeah, you're right. Purdy played well. But I, if, if he's the future of this franchise, we're all in a lot of trouble, J.D. Yeah, we are, I, and I I don't think he has the arm strength to play at a consistent level in, in the NFL. I think that is, if anything, that's the knock on him. I think it it looked okay at times last night because everything was on time. Sure, I think he he under I think he knows where the ball is going, but he doesn't always have the the arm strength to get it where it needs to go. And he really and I've I've said this kind of jokingly that the Matt McGloin comp. I mean, I think he could be better than Matt McGloin, but but and he does have some moxie to him, which I think it, it will allow him to stick in the league longer than others. But here's the reality: he's getting cut on August 30th, and he's going to go through waivers, and the 49ers are going to, assuming he clears waivers, which he he probably would. The 49ers, somebody would have to put him on the on their 53 if they claim him, mm-hmm. uh, and and so. And then he would be the practice squad quarterback. So that I mean, that's that's where this thing is headed. This is not open competition for the two, and Purdy could beat out Sudfeld. No, Sudfeld's the two, and Purdy's one step away from being the backup, assuming he clears waivers, which he probably will when he's cut on August 30th and he becomes the practice squad QB. Smartest listeners in radio weighing in here on the Comcast Business text line from the 707, the seat of all knowledge and wisdom. Guys, if y'all just signed a $100 million contract, wouldn't you take a few weeks off to celebrate? Maybe take a nice vacation? Sure, but uh, it, 
The thing about Jimmy is supposedly he just that was what he would do every off season. But I just if it was a and it's a bad look and you'd like more uh, than that from your quarterback. But if it was that big of an issue, I would have thought the 49ers would have actually addressed it when it was happening. Uh, pretty well, maybe they did. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, perhaps it is. Uh, pretty damn looked uh, Nick Mullins esque last night. JD, you compared him to McLoin. 510 compares him to Nick Mullins, who was not drafted, right? Purdy, at least, was drafted just barely. Nick Mullins was not drafted. Uh, great comp. I think that's another really good comp. Knew where to go, understood the Shanahan scheme. Yeah. Can't always get it there. I mean, there were times where Nick Mullins looked like, oh, could he be? I mean, some of the most ridiculous shows, and, and, I'm, I'm, and you may have been a part of this. I don't, I don't think I was. Uh, in fact, I know I was I was on the opposite end. But some of the some of the most ridiculous stuff you've heard in recent memory was the stuff that was being spewed when Nick Mullins was the starting quarterback for a couple of weeks at the beginning of 2020 when Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Remember, he had a good half I think against the Jets, a, a good uh, game, yeah, good, good game against the Giants, and yeah. and it was oh, could they get a first round pick for him? Oh, oh, he's going to be a, a, a you know unrestricted free a, free agent, and somebody's going to pay him ten million dollars a year. I mean, there was like legitimately two or three days where people were talking about Nick Mullins like he was a bona fide starter in the NFL. Oh, the Niners have two starting quarterbacks. They have Jimmy and they have Nick Mullins. Like they have two yeah. NFL starters, and then he went out and was absolutely horrific on Sunday Night Football in an empty Levi Stadium against the Eagles and he was for the most part never he was never the same like he had the bad game had the pick six in that game uh, had opportunities to win that game late and couldn't and I mean he was he was done as a as a, a quarterback that you could ever count on again that that was that was embarrassing the way people spoke of Nick Mullins for a couple of weeks there back in the fall of 2020. Embarrassing, it, it, Whitey. It wasn't just people on the radio, J.D. I remember, I know I already referenced uh, the great Kurt Warner, but I think you and I might have done the post games for that Jets game and that Giants game, so I, I remember exactly what you're talking about. After that, it it was it was Kurt Warner talking about how Mullins is due for a huge payday. He's making it, and I don't remember his exact words, but it basically was this guy is he's playing his way into a huge contract. And then that game against the Eagles, he had I think you'd have a hard time finding um, video of any NFL quarterback who ever had a worse game than Mullins had against the Eagles. Remember, and I'm not piling on Nick Mullins. I you know it was hard to watch. Either just that all that talk got to him a little bit, like, oh, my goodness, he was overwhelmed by it, and or I think he had a hurt arm. I, I think he hurt his arm that year because some of the throws he made in that game, you know, we talk about Jimmy. How did he not see that guy? Mullins was making throws that were just impossible to believe. They were hard to believe an NFL quarterback was even making those throws. So you're right. He went from a guy that people like, uh, Kurt Warner uh, was saying, hey, this guy's going to have a huge payday to a guy who was barely an NFL caliber quarterback. No no doubt. And yeah, it, it it's over and it was over and it completely flipped that night. So, hey, maybe Brock Purdy can be better than Nick Mullins, too. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to put his. I don't want to cap his ability at Matt McGloin or, or Nick Mullins. He had he, his moment. Nick Mullins the, had his moments. He did have a few moments he, there as a backup. He did. No, he did. I mean, remember the game against the Raiders in 2018? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Thursday night game where oh, yeah. after Garoppolo had got hurt and Bathard had been playing and then Mullins was Mullins was better than Bathard. Uh, but the, didn't he throw for 300 yards and like three touchdown passes Lit against the Raiders? Lit them up. It was a sorry, sorry season for both teams, yeah, at that time. So, you know, I understand Purdy was um, surprisingly decent last night to pretty good, but how about Sudfeld? Because that's a guy that could actually play significant downs this year. As I said earlier, the way he was handling the bootleg, you know, if you go back to, you know, Kyle when he was with the Texans, you know that uh, that's a staple of their offense. We didn't see a ton of that with Jimmy, but you can see what they like about Sudfeld in this offense. You asked the question of the day earlier, J.D., and I know some people along the sidelines at camp have been talking about that. If Trey Lance was out for a few weeks, could you win any games with Sudfeld at quarterback? I said, and I think I think it would depend on who you're playing, fingers crossed. 
Definitely depends on who you're playing. I, I should have added that, and I appreciate you doing so. But I, I think he is the type of quarterback where you could, let's say, if he had to play five games, you could go two and three if it's the right, if it's the right, and maybe better than that, maybe better than that. But but to me, that's the the baseline question that I would ask ask myself, and I think that that would depend on. When it would it go? You know, when it would go down in the middle in the middle of the year. Now, now, if you're saying you got to beat the Chiefs and the and the Chargers and the Rams uh, as part of that, well, you're probably not. You, you might not beat those teams with Trey Lance at at quarterback. But but yeah, I think you could. You know, could you beat Seattle and and Chicago and 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 maybe you know a Dennis Allen led New Orleans and 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 Carolina or Atlanta. And with Nate Sudfeld, if you had to, I think I think you you probably could win some, maybe not all, but some of those games. I do think it's possible that even if Trey Lance is not great this year, I think this team has a depth where it's not. I don't think it's a stretch to suggest this team could be very, very good to excellent, even without Trey at his best. They could carry him in a way similar to maybe you know the Steelers with Roethlisberger when they beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. I think that's on the table. Ideally, he would be playing much better at the end of the year than he is at the beginning of the year, and he would definitely be somebody who carried the offense, but they have so much depth. Assuming anything close to health, which you can never do, but if they have anything approaching halfway decent health, I think the running game, the defense, and the playmakers could actually carry Trey if he doesn't advance this year as quickly as the 49ers hope. I think you could, I mean, carry carry to enough wins to where this team has a good season, I think is where is is what I would add to it. Carry them to a a Super Bowl? I don't know. I, I think we're gonna need at least Jimmy Garoppolo level of, of production. And and I mean good Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. level of production if this team's gonna get to a Super Bowl. Well at least Trey, you know where he is in the offseason. Coming up next, <sighs> what Trey did last night that he actually had says I'd never done that before. It's next, John Dickinson and me Whitey Gleason on ninety five seven the game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.